All right, we're good to go. Sam, how you doing? Good, good. Finally on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting to ask you for a while, and I just, it just kept, like, episodes just kept coming. Yeah. Coming. But, no, um, that's awesome, though. Yeah. Uh, Sam's been a long-time friend of mine, and uh, um, he's about to, uh, he's about to leave for a little while, so mm-hmm. I figured I'd have him on before he gets cool. out of here. Hit the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what are you going to be doing? So I am already in the National Guard, but I'm switching over to active duty, which took about um, over six months of paperwork, but <laughs> finally went through. And so I just signed a new contract and uh, I have to go to different schools and training and then... Um, yeah, I don't know where I'll be in the next no. two years. Yeah, but that's really cool though. That's a um, seems like a really uh, um, it's a brave thing to do. Thank you. Yeah, Thank it's you. pretty cool. Yeah, it's more uh, financial stability and just thinking long term. Just because I just got married and like, um, just with like benefits all of the adulting things <laughs> yeah and like retirement and and it's fun and i've yeah. always wanted to do it and so yeah. it's like it finally lined up where i could go and we were in limbo for a while cuz with with uh getting married it was just kind of this place where we were looking for an apartment but we didn't know where it would be mm-hmm. and so now it's like we know where we're going we know mm-hmm. how long until it's going to be how long until like yeah. i leave and so we don't need to look for a place find different things yeah and it's and then yeah so you're kind of at that point where you're like trying to um uh manage Responsibilities you've adopted, yeah, just yeah. admirable. For sure. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, it's really really cool. Um, yeah. So, and you wanted to get into, um, what did you want to go into? Like later, like long term, long term. Yeah. Um, possibly aviation, mm-hmm. but right now, so I wanted to do like, I don't know. When I was younger, I wanted to be marine. Okay. But I joined yeah. the army. Okay. Long t- and so like now I'm in the army. I'm getting to do all the uh, cool things or I'm going to be trying out to do the cool things yeah. that the army does. <laughs> and so if it works out, um, I'll be able to do all the stuff I've always wanted to do. And then down the road, I there's still an option of aviation. I can't really do it backwards. Where I do aviation now and then down the road, I can't come back and do this. Like, I only can do this right. while I'm able-bodied and young. So, yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, military is definitely something I've thought about. It's um, 
a lot of the a lot of the part I've thought about um, and I've noticed in friends that have done it is when they come back they seem like they're a little more um, like people seem a little more rigid like structured yeah you know and uh, it seems like most um, most Americans kind of lack that um, almost um, <clears throat> uh, it, I, I can't figure out a way to explain it more than like a rigidness yeah you know like they're grounded like in some way yeah yeah like it's stronger for sure but it's um it's uh I don't know how would you explain that like I mean it's either like it can either be a good thing or a bad thing I guess but like in the like in the process of joining the military and like basic training it's and that's all I've done I've never been deployed or anything so I can't speak for anybody who has but in that process they take like anybody mm-hmm. and they break them down and the, like the initial phase is them breaking people down to create like one even playing field Yeah. and so like it doesn't matter if you're the coolest person in school <laughs> or a nerd or yeah. whatever you were they break everyone down to the same level uh-huh. and then they start and that's like basic training and stuff you like learn weapons different things it's all basics and then you go to your advanced individual training or AIT and that's when they start like loosening up and stop like that's when they build you up Okay. Instead of tearing you down, they start treating you like an actual human being again. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that 10 weeks of just, like, constant tearing you down and, like, destroying you mm-hmm. can make some people, I think, it can make some people tighten up, which can be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. And, like... uh so that first, like, initial part when you get there is, like, them humbling you. Basically. Kind of what it is, Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then after, they kind of make you into something that is a little bit stronger. Yeah. Than you were. Yeah. And <laughs> there's definitely confidence that comes with it. Yeah. From what I've seen and experienced is, like, after all that crap and, like, everything... And they start, like, building you back up. Um, I don't know. You just feel better about yourself. And, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, a pretty big achievement. And so I've noticed with, like, one of our friends, two of our friends that have gone, <laughs> it's, like, they had a different type of confidence that they didn't have. And yeah. they were, I don't know. It's like we all went through the same thing and so we both like can relate to an extent and is like that evil playing field again where it's like we went through the same crap. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that that yeah, that sense of companionship too when you're there. Yeah. When you got your friend next to you. Yeah. You know, with the same button sweat or whatever. 
Yeah. And um, yeah, it just sounds <coughs> like a really cool experience. I mean, I'm sure in the moment it's not very cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm very sure fun. it stinks. Yeah. Sounds awful. But I was thinking too, um, and now it seems like um, today um, most uh, most men live kind of seeking like comfort, you know, and and uh, and don't really. Um, seek to push themselves anymore mm-hmm. um, like for example like at work I'll have someone a conversation with someone today and I was like you know what I've been thinking about lately I've been thinking about um, this is what I said to him I've been thinking about that basically I'm at this age right now <laughs> where I can kind of do whatever I want <laughs> you know and and uh and he was like, yeah, I mean, you can do whatever you want within the boundaries of uh, of living and stuff like that. And I was like, I can do whatever I want, period. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know. They're self-set boundaries. Yeah. And um, and I was like, the only thing, and I was, after that, I was thinking, wow, you know, the only thing holding me from doing anything I want to do is, um, is me. Yeah. You know, and, um, and like, he's got these um these mental boundaries you know i can only go beyond what my current life my current life's parameters have set for me yeah i I just thought that was really interesting because it seems like the military kind of can break you away from that and force you to kind of um uh, push yourself yeah to be a little bit better yeah and i've obviously never been in the military but that's kind of what I've picked up from you guys who have been so far. And um, and it seems like we have, from what I read, men a long time ago used to have that experience more in daily life than they do now. Yeah. Because, you know, they pretty much had to work to be able to live every day. Yeah. You know, and if they ever got beyond the point of having to work to live, then... They pretty much got bored, and they had to work to strive to be whatever they, whatever else they wanted to be. Yeah. You know, uh, and uh, I mean, we still have to do that, but a lot of the motivation is to live comfortably, comfortably, and not to excel. Yeah. And, l- and make yourself better. Take risks and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I, I was kind of thinking. <coughs> um. You know, that's just a really cool part of the military that I've seen in you guys. And, like, that's... It It can be pushed through the military, but, like, it's all down to the person, I yeah. think. Because, yeah. like, military can definitely sharpen that and, like, help promote that and motivate you. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know plenty of people plenty of people that yeah. are in the military and I'm not bashing them or anything that are just comfortable where they are yeah, and they're just riding riding the wave not really motivated but there's like those few motivated people that really like I don't know they push me to be better yeah. and like um 
It was like you were saying something about um, you talking with your coworker, and like you're at that point in your life where you can choose where to go because you're young and you can pretty mm-hmm. much do whatever. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much how it was for me. Like I've always wanted to do like either rangers or special forces or something awesome, yeah. like something cool like that, and um. Like, it was always, like, in the back of my mind, and, like, what I would tell people, though, is that I want to be a pilot. That's what I went to college for. I was excited, and I still want to, and that's what I was saying, but, like, I still had the urge to, like, do something more, like, Special Forces or Rangers or something yeah, like that, and I don't know why I want to do it. It's just, like, it's just something I want to do. I want to be, like, I want to serve with the best be one of the best and just like really push myself every day and that was in my head and it wasn't really there was no action behind it it was just kind of like a dream yeah. and like I would listen to podcasts watch videos interviews with all these awesome people yeah. with all these accolades and different awards and stuff it was super cool and I would just like Oh, that would be cool one day. And then the time came where it was like my paperwork went through so I could go active duty mm-hmm. and I could choose. I had the option to choose this career path. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, so now or never. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, could, I can do this or I can just like be scared and like uh maybe next time and it, w- it like there's no there it wouldn't have no, happened again time. this like nothing would have lined up this perfectly yeah. and yeah everything lined up and it was like i can do this while i'm still young just starting a family with julia um we don't have kids yet so <laughs> that uh made it a little easier and so yeah, I, I signed the new contract to go special forces. A special forces candidate. Oh, like, want me to explain that a little bit? Or, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can talk. Yeah, you can talk. Fine. Yeah. Okay. It's like so you can it's go wherever you want. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just for whoever doesn't know what a special force candidate. It's like you go through. It takes people off the streets. Instead of, like, if you were already a ranger, if you were already infantry or whatever, you could apply to be in special forces. This one's a, like, a entry-level contract, so Joe Schmo mm-hmm. from high school can sign his contract, mm-hmm. and they send you to infantry school uh, at Fort Benning, and then they send you to airborne school, and then after you complete mm-hmm. those, you go to, like, a pre-selection type thing, mm-hmm. and then... Then they send you to selection, and then if you get selected, you're in the pipeline for the next, I think it's up to two years, and so that's what I did, and so that's where I'm at. I'm leaving soon to go to to start all of this training and stuff. So are you at the end of that two-year span or at the beginning? 
the sorry. beginning. I, okay. I have to, uh, when All I right. leave, I'll start infantry okay. school All right. and then airborne, and then. Okay, mm-hmm. so you just got into the. Um, so at the end of the two-year span, you're going to be. Um, you're going to be entered into selection. Is that what you said? No, so it's about six months for infantry and airborne, okay. and then after that, it's a three-week, like a tryout for special forces. Okay. And so that three-week span is like hell week for three weeks. How, okay. how I've been explained it is yeah. like hell week th- for three weeks. And then right. at the end of it, they're like, hey, uh, we like you. Or, sorry, see ya. Yeah. And okay. so if I make it, that's a big if because it's, it's a high rate of dropouts. And it was there. Yeah. And so that's a huge if. And yeah, if I if I make it, then that's when the two years starts. Okay. The next two years, whatever. Okay. Huh. Nice. So, um, what are you gonna be doing if you make it into the special forces? They. I don't know. You yet. don't know. I don't okay. know yet. So they there's I know there's different jobs you can do, and one of them is medic. There's engineer sergeant, uh, engineer sergeant, medic, communication sergeant, and weapon sergeant. I guess so far. Yeah, those are the four entry ones, I guess. And then uh, they'll assign you a job, and they'll assign you a language, and then mm-hmm. they'll assign you where you're going. And a like language. A language. So each group, special forces group. Yeah has their their language that they're proficient in and like yeah. communicating with and so each special forces group is located around the US and their each group is responsible for their area of operation so for instance 7th special forces group is in Florida mm-hmm. and their primary language is Spanish well English but Spanish and so they're taught Spanish conversational and um, their area of operation is like Central and South America and like the islands, so like Spanish-speaking areas. And so during their two years of training, there's a huge chunk of it that's language training. And so okay. they'll learn a language. And then there's like F- Farsi, Arabic. I don't know mm-hmm. the other language. I think there's French in there. <laughs> but so they learn a language to be able to be uh, proficient in certain areas of the world? Yeah. Okay. So they only go to those particular areas, really, right? No? That was, I think that's the idea of it, but with all of the crap that's going on in the Middle East, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, you're, they just, everyone goes up there, I guess. I Is know. there still a problem, like, with everything in Afghanistan? I have no idea. Really? Yeah. I I was just listening to, um, man, I can't remember the guy's name today, but he was on Joe Rogan, and he was talking about the Middle East and stuff, and and, uh, he was talking about when we pulled out of Afghanistan, and just, like, he's, he was, he's, I think he's in the Special Forces. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Man, let me just look him up real quick. Let me look up the name. Um. Is this one of his recent videos? Tim Kennedy. Tim Kennedy. Yeah. He seems really knowledgeable. 
Um, but he was just explaining about stuff going on over there. And it's just the most, like, graphic, horrific thing ever going on right now. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like, he was he was saying, um, uh, the Taliban just, like, just kills people. Like, it, like, just executes them for no reason. Jeez. And, and he was talking about the airport that he, um... Kabul Airport? Yeah, Kabul Airport, yeah. That's the, I guess that's, like, the only place um, where the Taliban isn't, or something like that. And that he had to go out of the airport and retrieve certain families, and he was only allowed to retrieve these certain ones, you know, um, just because they can only take so many, yeah. you know. And uh, and he was, like, talk. he was talking about how, um, at the time, he was so focused and everything on... Um, everything that was going on that he didn't realize he was like stepping over dead bodies and Jeez. that kind of thing and like yeah that's messy um, <coughs> yeah and and then they had to get and then they had to get these people smuggle these people past the Taliban <coughs> into the airport and get them Took out of Afghanistan it's like insane. That's like right the minute we pulled out, it was like total absolute chaos. Oh yeah, and they moved in really, really quick. They yeah, were like kind of crazy. It's like they knew we were gonna pull out, or they were just waiting for that day. We were like, I don't know. I don't want to speak on things I have no idea. But like, yeah. I from I've heard like there was talks to like not barter, but like, can we have more time? And they're like, no. Like, y- you guys promised that you'd be out. It's time to go. Who said that? Um, Afghanistan? Yeah, Afghanistan. Okay. When we were moving out. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Huh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, anyway, it was like... He's talking about all this crazy stuff. and He's in the Special Forces. He also does jujitsu and stuff. Oh, I yeah. just figured you would like like that guy. He's really interesting to listen to. Oh, that's awesome. Um, super, uh, a lot of character. Yeah. Um, they all do jujitsu. They all do <laughs> yeah. jujitsu. It's funny. <laughs> you ever listen to Jocko Willink? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's it's awesome. It's like him, Jocko Willink, and my favorite podcast, um, I was actually listening to it on the way here. It's Andy Stump. So no, I've never heard of him. Andy Stump. He's also a Navy SEAL. Okay. And he knows he was on Jocko's podcast, oh, and was he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. And nice. when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, he was like, I think it was Joe Rogan who was like, "Hey, you should get into podcasting. This would be sweet." Like, you know, like give him a nudge. And mm-hmm. so he thought about it because he was a Navy SEAL. Then he became a pilot, like a charter pilot. So he like was on call all the time. Yeah. And then he got super into uh, wingsuit jumping, base jumping. Okay. I'm doing a poor job of explaining it. That's like okay. That's fine. He got into that and the, it, like he <coughs> obsesses with certain things. Mm-hmm. But he's super sarcastic and smart and okay. just like... <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just a really good podcast. But he like he he was also a Navy SEAL and he got into jujitsu 
And mm-hmm. so he has a bunch of people who are into jujitsu on the podcast. And so does Jocko. And so does Joe yeah. Rogan. It's like they're yeah. all into jujitsu. Yeah, it's like, I know. What they, am I missing out on? I know. And they all make me really look into it. Yeah. I was looking around here and there's like not a lot of places. They do it in the mall in Portsmouth. Oh, really? It's like in besides, the Fox Mall? Besides Cars and Coffee. Really? It's like the only other store that's still open in the mall. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll have to check it out. I like I looked up classes and they have like like intro classes, beginner. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's free for the first time. I could be for wrong. For the first time? I could be wrong. Okay. But like I was looking into it and I don't know. I just, I just didn't do it. I kind of want to I kind of want to try it. <laughs> That'd be cool to go though. Yeah. As I long as so I knew, like I feel like if I went there with somebody Mm-hmm. It would be, it would be better. I don't know. <laughs> I just like, I just, just didn't walking out on your yeah, own. Just like, hey, I'm Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I just, I feel like I need something like that to. Like, I'm not very physically, uh, like inclined to really. <laughs> in, really many ways at all. I'm just really skinny. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but, um, I gotta find a way to, like, get that going, because I, f- I feel like the energy and, um, and, uh, um, kinda, like, I, I guess it would be, it would be, like, um, just, like, male energy to, to just do something. Yeah. But it usually gets let out in like playing the guitar or um, driving or something like that. But that really doesn't make, that really doesn't. Um, yeah. It's like a playing guitar, maybe a little bit, but that really doesn't do it as much as like either getting into some kind of sport or martial art or fighting or something. Like I've thought of boxing. Yeah. It really, do, it really doesn't release that energy. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a masculine aggression that everyone has <laughs> yeah. that you have to like, like let out in some sort of healthy way. It's like going you know? shooting at the range, or like people have different, different ways of letting it out. Um, but like, I feel like with this, it's more structured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have like a schedule and like, oh, this is a training day, this is not a training day. So you can like uh, just work into your schedule and like, yeah, yeah, and um, and instead of just having the aggression, like all pent up, yeah, and everything, then you you have a a controlled um way of managing it, yeah, in a healthy way. You know, like uh, I think, I think the I think uh, the reason we have that is because we used to have to, um, you know, hunt for our food and be a little bit more rough and dominant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With other males. Just that masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, being a dude. Yeah, I think I think it just it's an inherent trait that we have that. Um, it's just not a lot of, especially nowadays, not a lot of ways to let yeah. it out because, you know, if you assert any sort of, like, 
manly dominance at all. It's, it's like, like shamed. Yeah, it's like sh- it's yeah, it's put down. It's like yeah. um, you know, toxic masculinity or yeah. whatever. <laughs> I All feel like crap, you know? the pendulum has swung too far in the other direction yeah, where it's exactly. like we can appreciate both sides. Yeah. We don't have to put either side down. It's like Julia's a super strong, independent woman. Yeah. But she also needs me. Exactly. And I'm a strong, independent man. It sounds weird saying that. But like <laughs> I'm a strong, independent man, but I also need her. And there's like yeah. this balance in between. But mm-hmm. like... I feel like the argument and the push around is like pushing it too far. So it's like a strong, independent woman doesn't need any man, or like yeah. I'm a man, I don't need a woman, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yes, like you can have your beliefs. Yeah. Whatever. But yeah. it's like there's too, too much push. Mm-hmm. And so it's like wrong to be a man. Or, like, do manly things or say that you're a man. Or, like, if I were to, like, have a guy's day, it's, like, I'm not, like, dissing on anybody. But it's, like, there's just something about being around the guys and, like, it's different. Yeah, for sure. But, like, Um, that's looked at negatively. Yeah, yeah, for sure it is. And um, even suggesting that women... Um. Uh, kind of show feminine traits sometimes is yeah. a little bit frowned upon. It's really odd. Yeah. Like you were just like what you were just talking about. Um, you know how y- your wife is a strong, independent woman. Yeah. Um. She's a strong, independent woman that shows feminine traits, which is yeah. right because she's a woman. <laughs> yeah, biologically, she is a woman. Right, exactly. So, yeah. um, but it doesn't mean that women don't show masculine traits sometimes. They do have yeah. a part of that. Yeah. But I think we were created in a um, way to kind of complete each yeah. other, you know, yeah. kind of offer something to the other side that um, one side doesn't have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. And, like, there's a balance in between. And I won't get into any sort of politics or anything like that, but, like, there's certainly a balance that's been kind of just forgotten and just, like, looked past. And for me, this balance works for me. It's, like, there are things that Julia can do and focus on that mm-hmm. I can't focus on or can't do and she takes that role and then there's things that she can't do or doesn't have the like want to do yeah but I totally love and there's just this like mutual respect mutual respect for it yeah <coughs> yeah it seems um it seems to me like we like that is kind of what's being stripped away. And uh, I, I was actually thinking today almost might be a result of all the, of all the broken all the broken kids we hear about now. Yeah, you know, like um, you know the school shootings, 
that kind of things. We're we're what's happening I think is we're is we're um we're taking away the value of family. Mm-hmm. You know, and these kids don't um they don't they don't have uh they don't have grounded values or purpose that a family would normally give. Yeah. And that comes from uh, you know, obviously healthy parents. Yeah. And uh and I think what maybe you and Ju- you and Julia's goal is um, as a couple is is what people are not not commonly aiming towards, which I think yeah. is what more most mostly used to be the case. Like from when our parents um, were younger, or from uh, or even even when we were growing up. I mean, we both had uh, really good households. Yeah, right? you know, and we. Uh, I'm not saying we're perfect at all. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying uh, I, th- I think there's a lot of missing families now. And kids yeah. just... Um, and just the strong households and a complete, like, you can turn out perfectly fine in a broken household. Like, you can defy the odds. Yeah. And, like, it's not just like a death sentence, like... Oh, your family was screwed up. You're gonna be screwed up. It's like right, yeah. you can go beyond that, but you're stuck. Like, this sounds kind of <laughs> this sounds kind of weird to say, but like, I feel like you're starting at a disadvantage. Yeah. And yeah. if you have like a strong family, strong supportive family, you like you have the tools it takes, and it's up to you to mm. I don't know, have the drive and have the motivation to keep that going basically yeah i agree and it's um and then on top of that we have now we have social media and we have um and kids kids talk online though yeah and and then that and then there's less uh there's less competition Mm-hmm. Online, so it's more. Um, people are less afraid to kind of say something, mm-hmm. you know, or to be kind of in your face because, because they're really not in your face. They're on the other side of a screen. Yeah, you know. And, and I think I remember when I was in middle school. I remember um, there was a lot more fights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna go down that line too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good. I'm not the only one who noticed <laughs> yeah. that because I've been noticing that for years. It's like now that there's so much, like even with COVID and like people, like, so my wife's sister is yeah. like right in the thick of, she just left eighth grade going okay. into high school and she's in that era of like, was in middle <coughs> school during COVID and so electronics, everything and whatever. And people have no filter online, less of a filter online. And so they're like, they'll talk trash and like say whatever comes to their mind with no repercussions. Yeah. And like no sort of like confrontation, in-person confrontation where in, I feel like, before it was like that stuff that was said in person and you would not 
say stuff like that in person because no, you would yeah. get beat up. Yeah. <laughs> or like it's yeah. like it's like a popular kid talking trash to somebody else and there's there's just no repercussion. There's no repercussion. So kids yeah. are willing to say so much more and like like bully and just like say whatever they want and they're like scared of confrontation and they would never say that in person like you would never actually say something like that in person you would get beat and like I was when I was in middle school and high school I was on like the cusp of cell phones in our age Mm -hmm. and so like not a lot of people had cell phones everything was said face to face or like if something was said there would be like actual confrontation yeah and yeah. like if you didn't like it you'd, you'd fight somebody yeah exactly and like if you're the rich kid who's super popular or whatever and you're just like bullying people that wouldn't happen yeah like yeah it would happen but yeah. you'd get beat up yeah you would <laughs> like, yeah eventually you someone would yeah. stand up and be like alright your words would catch up with you yeah but like exactly online there's just yeah. no no there's no physical repercussion there's no consequence. No. Well, I mean, I think I think there is, but not in the way they used to be. Yeah. Like, uh, um, uh, when I was in middle school, and no one had any phones. Like, yeah. barely any kids had phones. And probably the iPhone 3 was out or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And you weren't allowed to have one until you were 16. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, a lot more kids would get into into fights. Yeah. Because that was, like, the only way yeah. to talk to people was, like, you'd see them at school the next day, you know? Yeah. And you wouldn't have any opportunity to converse at all when you were at home. Yeah. When you were at home, you probably weren't even thinking about it. Yeah. You were probably outside skateboarding or playing basketball or doing homework yeah. or something like that. Instead of sitting inside on your laptop or on your phone. and yeah. uh, And then when I got to high school... A lot more kids had had their phones. Almost everybody had a phone. Yeah. And there were like no fights. And if I talked to my dad, um, there were a ton of fights when he was in high school. You know, and that was only for me when I was in middle school. But what I did notice is when I got to high school, there was a lot more suicides. Yeah. And I think that it, I think it kind of swapped. It kind of went from there were fights to now there's suicides. Yeah. Because now, like what you were saying, there's no consequence for the person Yeah. Um, who's, who's doing the bullying or whatever. Um, uh, you know, no physical consequence in the moment, but those kids online hearing that stuff about themselves and, and also comparing themselves to other people on social media like constantly... Yeah, I think that kind of turned the tables to there's less fights and more suicides. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely a correlation between the two. Yeah. Like also, you don't really get the chance to face anybody. Yeah. You know, um, you know, when usually when when I've ever gotten into a fight with someone or something like that, it's been uh, like you blow off steam and you're done. 
Yeah. And, and you guys are like, You shake cool. hands. You shake and you hands. Move on. And you're kind of Even friends. if you don't shake hands. Yeah. 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 Or shake and hands. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're like even friends after. Like, you're like, like it's okay. settled. Yeah. It's settled. There's, that was good. There's no, like, weird emotions, like, yeah. uh, like overthinking. It's just like, well, it's handled now. Moving yeah. on. Like, uh, there, there was one time I was, I wasn't really picked on, but I was like, I was one of the smallest kids in my grade. Yeah. And I was just super nice to everybody. I was just like this little nice kid. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I was just okay. super friendly. Yeah. And there's somebody who didn't know me. And because of my size, they were like, they thought they could push me around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was very like easygoing, easygoing. And then like it went from like nudge in the hallway, like that classic, like super petty, like shoulder nudge just to like. I, I don't know why, but yeah, he felt the need to nudge, and I was like, "What the heck?" And it kept happening to the point where, like, I was aware of it. I was like, "Am I being bullied? Like, is this is yeah. this happening?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they ended up picking like I had my binders in my right hand, yeah, and they ended up grabbing my like like grabbing my shirt by the collar and lifting me up against the locker like that classic like I don't know just randomly just randomly like walking through the hallway I don't know if like I have no like I never knew this person up until then I knew they didn't have the greatest home life Mm -hmm. and they had an older sibling who wasn't very nice and it was just the classic like bully and he picked me up and like I didn't really have any sort of time to react or just kind of like had my binders and I punched him in the face as hard as I could mm-hmm. and my binders just like flew out of my hand and papers went everywhere and I was walking to one of my classes and they were not expecting it at all really not at all they were like <laughs> totally thrown off That's like awesome. what the heck just happened i was also in the same boat like what the heck just happened yeah and they took off like they didn't they just disappeared just ran disappeared yeah ran away (laughs) and i like gathered all my papers my hands were shaking like for the rest of the day i was like i I, i'm not i'm not a bully and so i like i don't know i just felt like i did something wrong but at the same time i was just defending myself yeah got to class i was waiting to get called down to the office just waiting i was just like it's gonna happen I'm in the wrong. I punched somebody in the face. And um, nothing ever came of it. And there was one time, this was like either that same week or the next week. I didn't see them after that. I like went to the bathroom during class one day and they were in the bathroom. And it was like one of those weird bathrooms where it's not really near any classes. It's like down the stairs. And oh. So I go into the bathroom yep. and he saw me and he was like, you want to fight? Like, you blah, blah, blah. And he was really? like, he got all angry. And I was like, dude, I don't want to fight you. And I like, yeah. I feel like, like in the moment, I felt like I was being like super passive. And like, dude, I don't want to fight. But I was just like, dude, I don't want to fight you. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what, I don't know what I did. I don't yeah. know what you did yeah. or like why you feel like you have to fight me. But I was like, honestly, I just want to be your friend. And really? I was like, Did I don't want to fight you. I, I just want to be your friend. And he was just like, once again, totally caught off guard. 
and I like dapped him, like gave him a little hit. I was like, we're cool. There's nothing weird between us. And then like from that point on, we we like gave each other head nods in the hallway. Like there was nothing, no weirdness. It was handled like, dude, I don't want to fight you. We're good. And then like years later, like graduating, I have like nothing bad to say about him. He's mm-hmm. he joined the army. Fun fun thing. He joined the wow. army, and he messaged me one day because like there was a picture of me in the military with like the uniform or whatever. And he messaged me and was like something about how the national guard doesn't get funding or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of funny, but um, like you know, um, like a uh, your. On Facebook, if you, like, you can select something for people to donate to. Donate uh, to. Oh, yeah, I think so. It was, like, a Wounded Warrior project, I think I selected, and ended up donating to it, and I was, like, that's cool. I don't know. It was just, like, the crazy flux of, like, random kid who I punched in the face <laughs> who was, like, kind of bullying me, and then to that, it was, like... I don't know. I'm sure there's a message in there somewhere. I'm sure there is. <laughs> yeah. I mean. He's like, I don't want to fight you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I guess that guy, you know, maybe that guy was looking for, like, maybe maybe he was just, I don't know, maybe he's looking for a friend. He and he just didn't know he how. He just didn't know <laughs> Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's a good story. Yeah. I remember being in middle school, and um, there was this kid that would, like, pull down my backpack, and uh, he'd pull down my backpack and, like, pull me to the ground, you know? Yeah. And then I thought he was just messing around and, like, playing with me. Yeah. So I did the same thing to him, and we just kept doing it to each other. And then one day... Um, I did it to him, and he got up and, like, full swing around, punched me right in the face. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And the best thing, I didn't even retaliate. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> you know? And <laughs> like, I hit a locker, too, like, right after. Like, I flew into a locker. Oh, jeez. And right behind me was this chick that I was, like, was, like, that I had, like, a crush on at the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, right behind me. And I didn't do anything. Um, and she was like, and she was with her friend, and um, she's like, Robbie, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good, you know, and I just kept walking out to the bus, you know, this is leaving school. And um, I was just like, and this kid just like kept walking. And that was, that was an experience I had. Another experience was, and most of the time I didn't retaliate. Which yeah. probably wasn't that great. What happened after those? Like, did he keep doing it, or was he just like, well, I'm satisfied? No. He didn't keep doing it. Uh, we actually were... We weren't friends, but we were pretty... Um, like, we knew each other. Yeah. Know? And I saw him not too long ago, actually, in Hanford. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Uh, Seems like he's doing well, but <laughs> I used to get stuffed in this locker too. Jeez. 
<laughs> but I didn't retaliate. I don't know why. One time I did retaliate. Actually, I was on the bus, and there was this kid that would hit my head, like, every day. And then one day, I just wasn't having it, and I was just like... And then this kid hit me in the head, and I just turned around and punched him right in the nose. <laughs> but that was the only time, I think, one of the only times I've ever retaliated. Was that the last day he kept hitting you in the head? Mm-hmm. Nice. He got really mad that I hit him, too. Like, I don't know what he was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It was handled. It yeah, was just handled. It was handled. And he just sat down... And then later on in the day, he was just like, actually, the, this was in the morning, and then the bus ride home, he was like, um, he was like, yeah, we're good. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I deserve the punch in the face. I yeah, get it now. Yeah, that kind of thing. It was, yeah. it was pretty. And the bus driver didn't even see it. I don't oh, know that's how. Awesome. <laughs> Maybe it was all the kids getting on, but. There's just uh, some things words can't communicate. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was really loud. <laughs> what? Oh, okay, we can pause it for a second. Okay. All right. Sweet. All right, bathroom break. Potty break. All right, back from the potty break. Back from potty break number one. Awesome. What were we talking about? Um. Uh, being bullied. Oh yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I, I actually was bullied quite a bit, but I didn't do anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that was more like middle school. Yeah. And, and you turned out fine, so hey, maybe I, it helped. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, that was more like middle school. And I guess I don't really blame them for bullying me in middle school because I was kind of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I like, you know, I dressed in like sixth grade. I dressed in like all gray and like had like this long nasty looking hair <laughs> you know it wasn't like my long hair before I got it cut recently like your Jesus like, hair yeah yeah <laughs> it was like it was just yucky it was just yeah yeah don't look at my sixth grade <laughs> yeah and seventh grade got a little bit better and I could see as I started to progress and notice how like kinda um I didn't take care of myself kinda yeah um, I mean, that it started to get a little middle better. school. I don't. I can't think of anybody. In yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, that is true. I mean, now it's probably a little different. I feel like people just like are too concerned about all that stuff now. Yeah, they're definitely a little over concerned. Yeah, about that kind of stuff. Like I was never con- thinking about what I looked like in seventh and eighth grade. Yeah, like I did yeah, not care. Really. By seventh grade, I kind of was a little insecure, and I was like, man, you know, what would probably make my life better is if I got a pair of LeBrons. It's <laughs> <laughs> you know? like every and seventh grader. <laughs> exactly. And those are the ugliest stinking pair of shoes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Wait, were we talking about that not so long ago? See, LeBron Soldier 8s. Do you yeah, remember those? those I got those, too. Sorry to anybody who has those, but yeah, they're ugly. Those are freaking ugly. Those are pretty ugly. All right, but you know what is cool, though? It is the zipper. Do you remember the zipper? It was like a Velcro unzipped on the side. Yeah, but it also had shoelaces that served yeah. no purpose. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. It's like over-engineered, not really thought out. They're still in the box at my parents' house in perfect condition. Pristine condition. Yeah. Because they have to be I for them whatever reason. The Foot Locker shoe cleaner, which was actually uh, 
glass cleaner. Yeah, literally. <laughs> glass a different can. <laughs> I had I had that same thing. I had one pair of like Jordans. I think they were Jordans. Mm. I had one pair. I got them at Marshalls, so they were like. I love Marshalls. Marshalls was my like go to. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Still is. It still, still is. is my go to. <laughs> they have all these like cheap clothes, and they're like nice brand. Yeah, they are. Like it. It doesn't. I don't even care about the brand per se, but it's just like good quality. Yeah, good quality clothes for super cheap, and that's yeah. still where I shop. But like, I remember. So my parents were never well off, and yeah. I grew up like. Like, as soon as I had a job, I was buying my own clothes. Right. When I turned 14. And, uh, like, even before then, it was, like, very rare to get new clothes. It was always hand-me-downs. Yep. And so, when I finally got a job, everyone in New England's first job is Market Basket. So, when I finally got a job at Market Basket, <laughs> I started buying my own clothes at Marshall's. And... So I remember in eighth grade and all throughout high school, I had my, like, pretty much all my money went to, like, buying clothes, buying nice vans, because yeah. I wore vans. I wasn't about the Jordans. They were too expensive. Yeah. I got vans and, like, nice clothes, and I, for some reason, I don't know why, I always wore a button-down. Yeah. I had, like, people's closet full of T-shirts you know how people have a ton of t-shirts i had a ton of button-down shirts and that's <laughs> yeah. all i wore and so like at school everyone thought i was like loaded everyone thought i was rich really Apparently. like i had a few interactions where people like mentioned i was like what are you talking about <laughs> like, yeah. you do not know me yeah. and there was there was i remember it so vividly because i was just like what the heck am i doing because yeah. there was i was in english class English 11, 11th grade, and somebody made the comment, like, something about getting me to pay for something because I'm rich, or, like, something Mm -hmm. like that. I was like, what? And he's just like, oh, your parents are loaded. Like, they probably have a yacht and, like, a helicopter. I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. They did all this based off of what you were. I've been working since it's been legal to work to buy my own stuff. Yeah. And... Like, totally different subject, but I feel like not a lot of people do that nowadays. Is like that work ethic was like I had no choice but to have that type of work yeah. ethic, and yeah. so it was kind of like forced, and like I had to get a job yeah. if I wanted like nice clothes or new clothes, right? And not hand me downs, and so like I instantly started working and like paying for my own things, and it wasn't like a, oh I have to do this. It was like if I make money, I get to make my own decision on, like, mm. what I wear. Yeah. If I make enough money, I can <coughs> buy myself a phone. The phone that I want, not, like, a f- like a an flip old phone. flip phone or something. Yeah, like, I can phone. make those decisions for myself because yeah. I'm working. And so a lot of people I went to school with, it was all given to them. Yeah. Because I grew up, grew up so in So they assumed that the yeah. nice things that you had were given to you. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I grew up in a pretty affluent area. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people had these things just handed to them, and they didn't have to work for them. But it wasn't the case for me. And like, right. Not saying that, like, oh, I had to work for everything. But, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's different. Like, it... 
growing up doing that, I don't know, it's just like, it, in a way, it like, not matures you quicker, but like, you have a different perspective on things, where it's like, kids I go to school with haven't, have never bought their own clothes, and they wear like, the nicest, like, they have the Jordans, they have like, all these stuff, because it's just like, handed to them, and so like, working for that is like, a different perspective. I don't know. And yeah. I feel like that's one of the reasons why I like am the way I am is like just having to work for things and like yeah. not expecting it from anybody else. Right. And I'm not saying like my parents did anything wrong or anything, but like I honestly think it benefited me in the long run, like mm-hmm. working for these things. And I know a lot of people are in the same boat too. Yeah. And even uh, kids that grew up in rich homes, I've known some that have that have grown up in rich homes, and their parents specifically said, "We're gonna make you work for your things, <laughs> yeah. because we know what's gonna happen to you if we just give everything to you." Yeah. And even if maybe the plan is for me to hand down whatever I'm doing to you someday, you're not gonna be physically or mentally prepared to handle it if um, we don't start you off yeah. now learning uh, the basic core values that you get from uh, <coughs> uh, being a little more independent and having that work ethic yeah definitely yeah um, I think that uh, yeah um, a lot of people don't have that opportunity anymore it seems yeah which is really sad. Yeah. It is. Because I'm seeing these kids grow up now, and I'm just... And a lot you of them... sound really just, old saying that. What was that? <laughs> you sound really old saying that. I sound seeing what? these kids grow up. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> no, I know. But it, it doesn't seem like I was in school that long ago. Yeah. But so much has changed since I've been in school. Yeah. Like, I was like... I remember when the iPhone 4S came out, <laughs> and yeah. we were so excited... Yeah. And and some people had it and some people didn't, and it was like, you know, the next best thing. And now yeah. we're on like the iPhone twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so it doesn't seem like that long ago, but now like six year olds have phones. Yeah. You know, and it's like their faces just being sucked into this phone. And yeah. And they're so submerged in this virtual life. And now we're getting into the metaverse where we leave. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I don't even know what the metaverse you don't know what is. It is. It's um, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Came out with no, this. Like, I've seen the videos, but I still don't get it. It's oh, like okay. a... So basically, like, the way I'm interpreting it is you leave this world for a virtual one where you can basically have... A, where you could basically have a life in a computer, pretty much. So like it's a, a virtual, it's virtual reality, but you can have a fully separate life in it. Yeah. So basically, you're saying, okay, this life isn't good enough. So to be able to escape this life, right? <laughs> so I'm a nerd. So now yeah. I'm gonna be cool. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't have to adopt any responsibility. Yeah. Except for the responsibility to. Get the money to be able to leave this life. Uh, yeah. 
like live know. a fake life. Live a fake life because be able to create my avatar like it's a Wii. Yeah, and exactly. Then, yeah, that's and and then in that universe, you don't even have you you barely. I mean, you can't you can't incept like perfectly new ideas, but you don't you go beyond the boundaries of uh, of physics and um, you go beyond the boundaries of nature yeah which opens the door for these radical people who like do the whole sex change stuff and the um <laughs> freaking uh just everything perverted you know the yeah. the, the, the everything perverted and and now they now they can do this and it exists in this virtual world like it actually Where? Man is the creator. Yeah, where and man like, is the creator. They. Yeah. Yeah. Where does it end? It's like, very scary. Where does it end? It's that, very scary. I feel like that's a really cool concept for a video game, but like, yeah, where does it end? Yeah, it's like, this is creating a whole new life in a computer where you can fully leave the responsibilities of this world. Yeah. Like, you can have yourself hooked up to a food tube and an IV. And live in that for forever. Literally. Have and you seen Wally? You're in it. Have you seen Wally? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the screens and they're sitting yeah. on the thing. Yeah. And, their and bones, they don't even know what's their happening. Their bones around slowly them. separate. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, that's the best life. Like, they convince themselves that that's the best life and everything's yeah. so easy and given to them and they can live yeah. their dream in a like la la la. And then land. the robot ends up being bad. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. That it's inevitable. Exactly. <laughs> the robot comes back. I yeah. was listening to a like a, a Joe Rogan podcast, and it was like they were talking about Alexa, and yeah. uh, they're talking about how this little girl was being really polite to Alexa, like "Thank you, Alexa," and she was like being really sweet to Alexa. She's like, and then there's other people who are like "F you, Alexa," like "Shut up, Alexa," or yeah. like being mean to Alexa, and then it shows. Or they like they ended up asking little like why are you so nice to Alexa? She's just like I just want to be nice so that when they like when the robots take over, they'll spare me or like something <laughs> like that. Where it's just like I just want to be nice so when they take That's over, so it's like wow maybe she has something figured out. <laughs> Dude, I was just reading today. It's so funny you mentioned that. I was just reading today about um, a company that's building combat robots. Yeah, have you not seen a sci-fi have movie, you not dude? Seen <laughs> Terminator? Yeah. Have you never seen iRobot? Oh yeah, my god! Literally. It's like, what are we doing? At what point do we just like stop and take a minute? Like, yeah. should we be do- not like? Can we do this? It's like, yeah. should we? It's be that doing line this? from Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, I think that's from Jurassic Park. Is it? It's yeah. Um, man, let's see. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, and he goes, he goes, um, we were so caught up, he goes, we were so caught up in um, whether we thought we could, we stopped to think whether we should. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because no, they were bringing back the dinosaurs, yeah. you know, and they were, and he was like, well, maybe this isn't a good and idea. And we say that's a little far-fetched, but with everything that's going on, it's like, you take a few notes from this. Yeah, seriously. Like, I'm not freaking out about, like, 
robots taking over the world anytime soon, but Mm -mm. it's still like... Could happen pretty easily. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I don't know. Cars drive themselves now. You know? Yeah. Drive themselves. And like robots to think autonomously and like they have so much data stored up like a computer. Like any computer Mm -hmm. knows more than any human ever. Period. Yeah. Like, but you have to... Well... Any single human ever. Like what's stored on a computer like Google. But... Um, we've also, that's debatable because people have also said that, um, they're not able to make a conventional computer that can compute, um, computers may be able to compute more efficiently, but that's because they don't have to compute as much. Mm. So like emotional, like emotions and stuff. Kinda, but our brains are so extremely intricate, they won't ever be able to achieve that with conventional computing. Hmm. Quantum computing, maybe. Those are words that I don't understand. I don't. I don't really <laughs> understand quantum computing either. Quantum. I really don't. Yeah, me neither. But I know that it's not a. Like we can't create an all-intelligent brain. To think for itself or anything. Well, we can, but the brain has to be able to develop on its own. You know what I mean? It has to be able to get smarter and smarter on its own. Yeah, and like have reason. What was that? Like, and have reason and like... Yeah, yeah. And be able to learn on its own. Like, real, um, real authentic artificial intelligence. This is in a realm way beyond my scope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I know, like, a very basic idea, but I don't know how it works, you know? Yeah. yeah like, I can tell you it's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, I, I don't know if be a movie genius. Maybe we just <laughs> beat the Russians and never have to use it. I think that's the concept of any American thing ever done. <laughs> just beat the Russians yeah. never have yeah. to use it oh man we have achieved artificial intelligence we beat the race let's move on <laughs> yeah. can we not make a war now now the war is um or now the now the game is beat the Chinese yeah holy crap the stuff they have the technology they have yeah I have no idea <laughs> it's ridiculous well, we we probably have it too. We probably just keep it pretty hush hush. Probably keep it pretty low radar. I think the military has a lot, a lot of stuff that they yeah. aren't telling us. If they do, I have no idea about it. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I wouldn't even ask you anyway like, because I'm sure you wouldn't be able like to tell me. Pretty national, no, like yeah. I'm, I'm national guard. <laughs> but I'm a truck driver in the national guard. I, uh, don't I have know listened like to. That. A lot of people talk about it. Like, a lot of people who are ex-military. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like, one of them... I don't know if you've heard of the guy. He's a... He's a, um... A physicist. And his name is, um... Bob Lazar. Um... He was on Joe Rogan as well. That's right. <laughs> I love Joe Rogan. He's awesome. Yeah, he is. Um... 
And this guy was basically talking about um, how he got hired to be... um, He got hired to back-engineer some aircraft that was found that could... That was basically unexplainable aircraft. Hmm. Yeah. Um, He was talking about how there was an element that they used um, to create um, that could operate uh, out of the realm of physics. So it would kind of create an area where um, gravity didn't affect it. Um, Time almost didn't affect it, it seemed. And it could operate um, out of the realm of uh, resistance, obviously, because it had it had no, it basically didn't care about physics, like it didn't care about gravity, it didn't care about resistance or anything. It was like using a laser; it could move from that, like if I was to put a laser across the wall, that's yeah. how it would move. And and he was he's talking about this, and uh, he got basically kicked out of the military. Well, he wasn't in the military. He was a scientist working for the military. Yeah. Um, for for uh, basically, he brought his friends out to see it um, in the desert because he knew where they tested them. So he brought them out there at night to watch them fly in the sky. Yeah. And uh, that's how he got caught. And really interesting. That's crazy. Highly suggested. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch the documentary though. I'm not dissing um, Jeremy Corbell or anything, but I could not watch the documentary. So, uh, the beginning of it was to me. It was kind of cheesy. A little far fetched. It wasn't far fetched. It was just like the way he presented it. I was like, oh no. <laughs> you know, I just like couldn't continue to watch it. It was like. I don't know. It just it was just way too over dramatized. Yeah. And um, just the way the way Bob Lazar is able to talk about it in Joe Rogan's interview is so much more authentic than um, than any documentary that someone else could have produced. Jeremy Corbell is a great researcher and everything, but um, I just couldn't bring myself to watch that. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's, that's the sweet. one. Yeah, you gotta listen to that, dude. It's it's phenomenal. Oh, sweet. It is nuts. And at mm-hmm. one point in the podcast, he says um, he can't confirm this exactly because sometimes they like he can't confirm this is absolutely true because sometimes they give him certain reports in the military at this high of a level. They give you certain reports to read that are wrong, that are lies. Mm-hmm. Just so that um, if you were to ever leak any of their information and you said that, they would know exactly who leaked it and they would know um, when it was given to them. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, yeah. yeah. So that's pretty smart of them. But, yeah. um, <clears throat> so, but one of the statements he said was um, that he heard or he read in a statement or a report or he heard from some other scientist or something like that that one of the aircraft was excavated in an archaeological dig which is absolutely 
mind-blowing. I feel like this falls down the alien trail and, like, yeah. ghost hunters yeah, and seriously. things like that. That's that's weird. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. But even, um, even as I read about that kind of stuff, um, I start reading about the Nazis and all that. Mm-hmm. And I've even found, uh, which is really, really difficult to find, um, patents that are from the 40s that the Nazis had for anti-gravity machines. It's a long time ago I found these, and I shouldn't have been getting into them, <laughs> because they were... You're in a list somewhere. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and it was it was just like absolutely mind-blowing. I was obsessed with it. That's crazy. Was, well, yeah. Or when I was younger. Yeah, it, it's just. I think I think w- we barely know what we have. For yeah, technology. I think. In the like, I don't know. I just don't think we know. Yeah. A whole lot, and it like opens the door <coughs> to so many um, conspiracy theories and like. Unfortunately. On either side, it's like. Yeah. Like. Because we, throughout the years, we, the government's like opened up about certain things and like, that is true. Unredacted certain papers or like come out with certain findings that have been, like, this is what they're showing us now, fifty years later. Yeah. Because it's not important or like exactly. Yeah. Because it's not really that. To the next news story. Yeah, Yeah. They're like, yeah, we'll let this one go. It's like, yeah. It just like makes you think like. What is what, going like, on? What, like, if what this is so is unimportant on? and it's literally all these crazy findings and stuff, it's like, yeah. what are you hiding? Yeah, people like, are so hooked on freaking Chris Rock getting slapped in the face and they say UFOs exist and no one even cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what did they come out with not too long ago? They were like, they, they said, um, they went, uh, yeah, we have this aircraft. We don't know where it came from. They literally said this in the news. Yeah. They're like, we don't know where this is from. And no one cared. Nobody cared. It was like, what? There's the a heck? small percentage of people who there probably There was care. a small percentage. <laughs> yeah. Like me. Yeah. I was like... Did you see that? see this? Yeah. But exactly. it's just like... It's just... That's all... Like, do you get what I'm saying? Where it's like... If that's the information that they're just like willing to just like let slide, and they're like, okay, yeah. we can we can say this, nobody will look into it too much, or yeah. it won't be that big of a deal, then like, you know, like what else is there? What else is what there? What are we not that's hearing? That's classified, or yeah. that's, or that they're just not talking about. And it's like, you could say this about any like any subject or like a relationship. It's just like. It would just make you ask questions. It you would. Know? Yeah. It just like, I don't know, there's that trust. And you can say you trust the government and for the greater good and all these all these great things. But it's like what is like what is being hid? And if it if yeah. it's for our own good, then that's great. Um, I'll just like look the other way. I guess. <laughs> it's like, well, that's that's a statement that has kind of been used in a lot of things I've read. The greater good is a statement that's been used. Yeah, and it's kind of a scary statement to me because 
it implies that they know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. You don't. Mm-hmm. Also, it implies that they decide what's good. Yeah. And it is for the good of everyone as a group, not for the individual. Yeah. Which is obviously a uh, kind of communist idea. Maybe an overreach. Yeah. The greater good is, is like, um, you're willing to sacrifice something meaningful for the group. Yeah. But it's not the individual that's willing to sacrifice something meaningful. It's the... People looking out. It's the people them. looking out for the group that's able to... That decides what person to sacrifice for the rest of the group. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the mentality during COVID. Yeah. Like wearing the masks was, if if you really think about it to a bare minimum level, I am wearing this mask so you don't get this, right? Yeah. So basically, I'm responsible for the health of everyone in the grocery store. Yeah. Which is wrong. I'm not responsible for the health of everyone in the grocery store. I don't brush their teeth. I don't pay their bills. I don't pay the bills. I don't I don't put the vitamins in their mouth. I don't feed them their spinach. <laughs> I don't buy their groceries. Yeah. You know, so they're responsible for keeping themselves healthy and and making sure that they're equipped to handle the sickness that comes. And really, if anyone if everyone did that, yeah. Um at the if if everyone did that at any given moment, how healthy would this country be? Yeah. Instead of everyone else making sure, adopting the responsibility for every single person around them. But it's like, I feel like that's part of America as well, because we also have Social Security, because we also pay taxes, and it's mm-hmm. like, I have a, a car, I have factor. a truck, or I have my Jeep, it has big tires, four-wheel drive, mm-hmm. I can drive on gravel road, mm-hmm. but... Not everyone has that, and not no. everyone chooses that. And that's like free will. You got your choice. You can choose to drive a whatever car, whatever car you name. But I'm still paying just as much taxes to the state and to whoever to pave these roads so that all cars can ride on them. Right. It's like that. Right. Group mentality. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need it because I can go off road. Oh, I have a jeep. But, like, it's that group mentality, which is, it's hit or miss, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there, there is a factor to it, I think. There is, um, there is a community factor, but you can only handle so much. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And implying that you're responsible for everyone's health, I think, is a massive overreach. Is it? Bit of a reach. Yeah. <laughs> and it's unattainable, yeah. really, I think. No. And you're going to be at it for forever. Yeah. Because you're never going to reach th- yeah. that point where... It's just not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen at all. But it, putting taking that money out of your out of your paycheck to pave the roads that you drive on yeah. and everyone else drives on, because it is your roads and it's everyone else's roads, Yeah, is... 
definitely, I think, a reasonable request. Yeah, to reason. make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you like, know, and uh, and I would do it willingly. Really, yeah. I mean, I want nicely paved roads. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to wreck my car. But I don't want to live in Massachusetts. At the same time, how <laughs> like, same thing with everything is like, how far does it go? Like, where's yeah. the line? Yeah. And I feel like this is going like getting political and like back in the day I feel like they weren't thinking of these things mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like we're making so many laws about so many different things and so many things different taxes everything that is becoming like like where's the line like, yeah. and I feel like that's where libertarianism comes in I'm not saying I agree with it or disagree with it but it's like There's the left and the right and what they believe and what they believe. And libertarian is more in the middle where it's like, all right, you guys may have some great ideas, but how Mm -hmm. about less government? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Less of all of this because we can make rules forever and then become so reliant on these rules. rules But at the end of the day, who's going to follow them? Yeah. It comes down to the responsibility of the individual. Yeah, and if you yeah. paint somebody in a box, they can be a perfectly good person, but they're like, they're probably gonna break the rules. Like it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's just human yeah, nature. Exactly. Like you do the wrong rule for the wrong person, they're gonna break yeah. it. Does that make them a bad person? No. It's. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. We we can endlessly endlessly legislate things, and it won't. It really won't fix our problems. I don't yeah. think. You know, it's like um, Jordan Peterson was talking about it. He was talking about how um, in Canada, he he was standing up against how they were legislating uh, th- basically what you can say to... Um, <sighs> crap. Something about um, what you can say to people... Um, based on, oh, it was about pronouns. So basically he was saying, (laughs) yeah, he was saying, the person you are speaking to, um, it is illegal to not address them in the way they want you to address them. Whether you want to address them in the way you want to address them or not, or whether you decide that you're going to address them in that way, um, it is illegal or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, which is wrong. Obviously, it's a violation of free speech. Yeah. Whether you want to, you know, be friends with the person and say, okay, I'm going to address you how you want. Yeah. Or not. That is your decision. And it's wrong to suggest. And it's wrong to suggest <laughs> that it's, it, and it wasn't that he, that he didn't, um, that he, it wasn't that he was, he was upset that they were legislating it. Yeah. It wasn't, he wasn't upset that these people were suggesting that they wanted to be talking about the pronouns. That's a totally different subject. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that they were legislating it and saying that, um, by law, by law is wrong. Yeah, that's. That's where the line should be drawn. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Yeah, it's like you may not agree with <clears> it, <throat> and like, 
I don't know, there's so many different things on that, like, freedom of speech is one. Yep. You have the right to say, like, whatever you want, but, like, I don't know, just be a good person. (laughs) Don't be a jerk. And let's go back to what we were talking about earlier, being raised in the correct household. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I don't necessarily agree with it, but, like, I'm not just going to be disrespectful to somebody. And, like, to their face, just, like, purposely just taunt them or, like, be a jerk. Right. Like, I'm not going to do that. And if that's what you're going to do, that's your decision. If you're going to be a jerk and, like, just torment somebody, goes along with bullying, that's your decision. Right. Hopefully you don't choose that way. Yeah. But it's also your decision. Right. And, like, creating all these rules to just kind of shelter people and, like, Oh, like, let's all just play nice yeah. and, like, mandating Protect being... Protect the soft people. Yeah, yeah, mandating being nice to everybody. Yeah. That's that's some, that's some BS. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I don't like that at all. Yeah. Um, yeah the, he, have you ever read any of his books, Jordan Peterson's? No. Or listened to his lectures at all? I've seen, like, clips and stuff. Like scrolling through Facebook. Yeah, it's such good stuff. <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah. Lately, he's actually been um, over the. He's a he's a s- clinical psychologist. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, delves a lot into uh, philosophy. <coughs> and he. And lately, I kind of expected that he would get there because it's kind of hard not to get there. But lately, he's been talking about the Bible a lot hmm. because he's like well this is the ground the ground this is what grounds all literature and this is what grounds all moral standard mm-hmm. and he recognizes that it's really interesting that's pretty cool yeah um, even though it, I mean he does he does talk to um, people from other religions and that kind of thing yeah. But what he what you slowly start to realize to listen in to these people from other religions is um, they all have the kind of like the same moral principles and they all kind of came from the same place. The only thing that they're missing is that they don't accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior. Yeah. I mean, that's not the only thing that they're missing, but most of them, that's really like kind of the main thing they're missing. But a lot of them actually are really beneficial. In a practical uh, worldview way, like they just don't have the accepting Jesus as your savior as and Christians that do. That relationship. Yeah, they don't. It's and that's that's really that is what they're missing. Yeah, you know it's yeah, it's really interesting. <clears throat> like um, Buddhism and stuff like has like a. If you if you uh, listen to any any Buddhist talk, they talk about certain principles of life and all that that are really true, and that the Bible actually talks about. Yeah, they're just missing that part. Yeah, you know of the relationship part. Yeah, and they worship someone that was not the savior of the world. Yeah, as well. Exactly, and like that was one thing. So going to liberty. Uh, it's a it's a Baptist college. Is uh, it really? 
Yeah, it's Baptist College. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was, um, well, I mean, Baptist is a branch of Christianity, isn't it? Yeah, it's all part of the same thing. <clears throat> so okay. one of the things going there is like you have people from every background. A lot of Baptists go mm-hmm. there. It's a thing. It's Baptist College. But yeah. you also have like uh, Pentecostal Christians, Catholics, people who don't even believe in Jesus, like people who don't believe in anything. Who are just yep. going there for college? Yep. It's an interesting school. If you don't believe in anything, <laughs> it's gonna be one yeah. heck of a ride. If you're if you're like if you're an atheist and you choose to go there, like that's awesome. Good for you. I don't know how you'll enjoy it, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, where was I going with this? Yeah, one of the things that we talked about was, um, there's. There's like primary beliefs, like primary belief, like mm-hmm. I believe that there's God. Yep. Like how many religions fall into that? You believe there's one God. Yep. There's so many religions who believe that. So many people who believe that. Yeah. And then there's yeah. like the next step. It's like after that, it's like I believe that... Um, I don't even know where to go go from there. It's like there's one God, and he created the universe. Okay. Then that, like, makes the group smaller. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I believe that he had a son, or I believe that there is going to be a return of the prophet. And then there's, like, the next smaller group. And it's, like, these fundamental beliefs where it's, like, if you believe in God and you believe that there's a creator out there, there are so many religions that believe that. Right. And it's yeah. all of the, I'm not saying, not like diminishing it, but there's all the secondary beliefs. Like, I believe that this prophet was Muhammad or Jesus. Okay. That's yep. like a divide in the road. Like, I believe that this is the person that we believe in, or this yep. is the person. Like, even um, Mormons that believe in this person it was actually kind of recently I can't I, like I'm not doing this any justice I'm not speaking on behalf of any Mormons because <laughs> okay. I, like, I don't know but they believe in something else and so it's it's like all like there's these primary beliefs where it's like you believe in a God and that you were created for a purpose by this God yeah so many people believe in that and like yeah so many people believe in that but then it gets broken down even further where it's like there's Jesus and then there's Muhammad and like the different um, prophets and everything but like as a Christian you believe in Jesus and that's where a huge divide is and like the different religions and it's like I believe in Jesus and then this person's like well I believe in Muhammad but they all have the same principles and everything Mm -hmm. and it gets broken down even further and like, I think the thing that separates um, Jesus and Christianity from everything else is the actual relationship, that it's not religion. It's not, like, a bunch of rules you follow, like, right. yep. um, like oh, I have to do this, and I'll inherit heaven, or I have to do this, and I'll inherit. It's, like, the only thing you have to do is accept Jesus in your heart. You know, it's, like, it's super simple, and... 
there's the Old Testament, which gives us the list of rules, but that's where Jesus came in and like, like what blew my mind, like this is taking a weird, not a weird turn, but like a different turn is like, what blew my mind is like actually grasping the concept of like the veil being torn because like all other religions, they have like priests and like all of these people that you go to. So they speak to Jesus. So with yep. with Jesus, it was like in the Old Testament, you would go to the the prophet or like the pastor of the the person, the human. You would go to them, and they would go in. They would go through the veil and go to the holy of holies, and they would talk to God for you, or like they would be the one communicating, and then they were like the earthly representative. But when Jesus came. It literally tore the veil in two, which is, like, symbolic, but also a literal, he tore the veil. Mm-hmm. So that, like, the veil was, like, four feet thick of leather and, like, all right. these things yeah. and whatever, and it ripped it right in half. And so, it like, there's the, like, metaphorical tore the veil in two, but there's a literal tore the veil in two. And he, when Jesus came, it was, like, him tearing the veil in two, meaning that, we had direct direct access to God, that we could talk directly to God. We didn't need some other human, some other sinful man right. to talk to, and then he would talk to him. It was right. like it took out the middleman. And so there's that relationship, and I feel like a ton of other religions, like that, that's what they don't have, and like that's a missing piece. And like I know for me as a Christian – that gives me peace and like I don't have to talk to another human like we're all screwed up we are all (laughs) screwed up like people look at pastors and like I don't know what it is but people look at pastors and they're like they're my person to talk to so they can talk to God it's like no 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 no. like that is not why they're here they're here to preach gospel to show you the way but Jesus did that and like, there's no more veil. There's no more middleman. Like, you can talk to... And, like, I don't know. That gives me peace in knowing that, like, I can bring my needs directly to God instead of having to go through another sinful human. I don't know. I agree. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a uh, similar conversation to the conversation Chris and I had yeah. two podcasts ago. Um, I had Chris Tower on. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, you were, you were telling me I love okay. Chris Tower. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chris Tower. <laughs> and we were talking about how... Um, we were talking about the rules, kind of, that you were just talking about. Yeah. Um, how basically the, what we have, we have those rules now. Yeah. So, and um, basically the only reason those rules are there is to kind of show us that we will never be able to live up to the expectation. We all um, fall short. We will all fall short, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're never going to be able to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And um, and obviously Jesus is the ultimate example Yeah. Uh, given to us, and we should try and be more like him. Yeah. Um, but we will never, ever be there. Yeah. And trying to do that to get to heaven is a lost cause. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the only way is through a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know. 
and like a uh, cool thing is like um one thing how it was explained to me how it was explained to me once is in archery mm-hmm. um if you miss the target and it doesn't it doesn't hit the target it's called sin which is what is it called sin the tar- the target's called sin no if you miss the target it's called sin okay and so it's just like I don't know if it's a metaphor or a literal definition, but mm-hmm. like where we miss the target <laughs> and where we miss our mark, it's sin. And what like if that was a term uh, made a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Archery's got an old sport. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been around a long time. And I don't know if that's where the term comes from, but I know that. In Christianity, like, any, like, everyone's gonna sin. No one's perfect. Right. Everyone's gonna miss the mark. Like, in archery, everyone's just gonna miss the mark. You're not gonna be perfect. You're not gonna hit it. And so it's like, there's that peace in knowing, like, everyone's gonna screw up. It's gonna happen. And, it's like, it's not up to you. It's like, not predestined or preordained. That's a totally different conversation, but it's like <laughs> yeah. everyone is going to like mess up. Yeah. Everyone's going to fail. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what I also thought was really um, interesting about what you brought up about the veil and everything is um, there's actually physical evidence, uh, physical archaeological evidence for Jesus' death. It's really cool. I don't know if you've ever read about it or anything. No. No. Um, One that I'm really interested in is the Ark of the Covenant. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever um, read about the guy who found it. Um, Or who supposedly found it. It's it's regular knowledge in, like, Israel that it was found. Not in America, for obvious reasons. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, uh... I mean, for reasons obvious to me, I guess. Um, like, that would totally shake the foundation of most education and everything nowadays. Yeah. If um, that was common knowledge. Yeah. But um, <coughs> the Ark of the Covenant was found by a guy named Ron Wyatt. Underneath where Jesus was crucified. Golgotha. Um, <laughs> no. Wait. Yeah. Was that what it's called? Golgotha. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, anyway, it was found underneath where Jesus was crucified. And um, you know how you would have to sacrifice a lamb and you would have to put the blood of the lamb in the mercy seat? Yeah. Um, and it was I'm pretty sure it was kept behind the veil usually, right? In yeah. the temple. Yeah, there's like the the Ark of the Covenant was kept behind there. Yeah. Okay. There's um, like different layers to it, and the Ark of the Covenant was in one of the layers. Yeah. If that makes sense. Okay. And um, so he like had to he 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 was a, he was a biblical archaeologist, and he basically read multiple texts and biblical clues on where it was left 
mm-hmm. um, even texts outside the Bible, um, like um, old ancient records mm-hmm. of certain things. Yeah. And he excavated. He actually, I'm pretty sure he ended up leaving the Ark of the Covenant there. And um, you can, f- I can find one picture of it online. Yeah. Like of the real Ark of the Covenant in the cave. That's fine. And um, spent weeks excavating this one spot. It's a sacred area that he had to get permission to go into. And on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant was blood that um, he got um, he got analyzed. Yeah. And he was able to figure out, which normally isn't possible, but for some reason with this blood, it was as if it didn't really die. And uh. it was, and he was <laughs> able to figure out how many chromosomes it has. Yeah. And it has half the amount of chromosomes that it should, which means it only had a mother. Isn't that nuts? That's true. So the <laughs> blood, true. when Jesus died, dripped down and the earth split, remember? Yeah. <clears throat> In the Bible? Yeah. And the storm happened and everything, and the earth shook and cracked and all this. Yeah. So the blood had to have dripped into the crack onto the mercy seat when Jesus died. Isn't that nuts? And this is a little bit after the Ark of the Covenant was supposedly missing. Yeah. So no one even knew it was down there when he was crucified. Yeah. So he was crucified in the exact spot that he... Had to have to, to for his blood to drip onto the mercy seat. That's why. Because he was the ultimate Lamb of God or whatever. Yeah. Right. And uh, and like on top of that, I remember like growing up there was this there was this uh, I don't know what he was like. You ever get those planetarium? Like, you know what a plan planetarium is? It's like those bubbles that show space and like yeah, look at yeah, the stars yeah. or whatever. Okay. There's this guy who like ran one of those and he. He had, um, like, this planetarium set up where, like, I don't know, for thousands of years, people have been using the stars to tell time and, like, different things and, like, patterns in the stars to tell when different dates were, like, solar eclipses and different Mm -hmm. things. And he was able to go back and... By date and like sunrise, moonrise, go all the way back to the day that Jesus was crucified mm-hmm. and to the second and the hour of the day he was crucified, there was this solar eclipse. Yeah, no, like <laughs> it was crazy. It was like they lined it up so perfectly, and like in the Bible, it says the sky turned red. Mm. And like there was yeah, this yeah. crazy like, like can you, I just can't even imagine like killing somebody who says they're gonna like they're the king of the world or whatever they're and Jesus and then you kill him <laughs> and the second they die the sky turns red he's like ah crap yeah exactly yeah <laughs> I messed up <laughs> yeah well they, I mean they kind of didn't mess yeah. up but <laughs> no, no I mean they fulfilled everything that was supposed to happen but yeah. <laughs> I just can't imagine being there being like, yeah, this joker says he's the son of God. Mm-hmm. And the second he dies, the sky turns red and the earth starts to shake. Be like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Messed that Absolutely up. Absolutely nuts. But there's like actual scientific evidence, and it's like crazy because there's all this evidence to that, and like at the lowest, you can say it's a very valid theory. So why don't why don't they teach it in schools? If it's a very valid theory that's backed up by science and all these things and a book and all these scriptures, but it's too far-fetched to be taught in schools, but they're teaching evolution, which is exactly. an even farther-fetched that has been disproven and disproven and disproven, but they're perfectly willing to teach that in schools. It's, I don't get it. It's infuriating. I don't get it. I think the reason that they're able to teach it in schools is because we <clears throat> is because um, um, where am I going with this I've had one of those I'm a lightweight <laughs> <laughs> um, everything that has been created by God um, obviously the devil can't create anything but he takes everything that God's made and he, and he twists it yeah. to something and something that's different. He's unoriginal. And yeah. He can't create anything. Mm-mm. Yeah, but he, he twists it into something that's wrong. Yeah. You know, into something. He perverts it. Perverts it, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think that's basically our whole world. Yeah. And, Very true. and it has to be held up by this twisted worldview. Mm-hmm. You know, so the um, grounding to that is education and how we raise our young, yeah. which goes back to the family. <laughs> it's also like, don't quote me on this, but a very terrible man in history whose name begins with an H is like, I believe, like, I'm maybe misreading this quote or I don't know is like if you want to change the world or change a nation start with the children Mm. and like yeah I don't know just the education the education system start with the young and how how they begin to think yeah you're like play-doing their minds yeah at that point still developing and you just kind of direct the development yeah. You know? It's crazy. Yeah. I'm assuming you're talking about Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hitler's fascinating. But... Yeah, That's a word. Very <laughs> fascinating in a way where you can look back and say, this is what evil is, and this is what we are fighting against. Yeah. You know, and whatever... Um, you know, it comes in a lot of deceiving forms. Yeah. You know, like we make a lot of a lot of things that are evil now. We they come in very nice looking packaging. Yeah. You know, and uh, Hitler did too. Yeah. In the time that he was, people loved him in yeah. Germany. Yeah. You know, before he started killing everybody. They needed a strong leader, and he. He was that. a strong mm-hmm. leader, very strong <laughs> leader. Like he would tell them. Like all these amazing things, and the economy was great. Yeah, and like all these great things, everything's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
just do this and like little little sacrifices here and here mm-hmm. and here. And people were just like handing it over. People started handing over their responsibility to their leader. Yeah. Yeah. And then next Very thing you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's a yeah, and he he's like a he's he's like a a really screwed up. Well, obviously he was really screwed up, but even more um, after you really think about his motive, it was to make a better race than the human race. If you read about his actual motive. In his writings, it was to make the Aryan race, which was a step above human. That's so, wild. Which is why he was into eugenics. Oh yeah, and you know like, what I mean. And which is why he was into like occult stuff and all that kind of thing. Um, he was wicked into occult type wild. things. Yeah. Um, one thing that actually um, came that that influenced his uh. Um, anti-gravity machines and all that was this cult called the Vril Society. The what? The Vril Society. Um, and it was there was a wom- there was a woman named um, Mar- Mariah. An- I think it was Mariah, and her last name was Orsic. And all the women in this group, it was all women. All the women in this group. They were basically like Satanist cult, <laughs> and they had really, really long hair, like past their butt hair, and they, this was just part of the cult thing. <laughs> and um, and they channeled basically beings from like other dimensions and all that. Is basically what what the what the point of their cult was. Yeah, and that's where Hitler got a lot of his. Um, uh, ideology and military technology inspiration from. That's true. From what I've read. Yeah. Um, is like from from uh, um, his writings and uh, documents, things like that. Um, it's really weird, <laughs> <laughs> and it just it just like, yeah, it was totally, totally messed up. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. On a totally different note. Perfect. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> On a totally <laughs> different note. Uh, not that Hitler's not fascinating or anything. Have you, <laughs> have you watched Stranger Things? Yes. Yeah. Dude. That's not on a different note. That's just like what we're talking <laughs> okay, about. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know what, uh, what made me think of it. But wait, what, have you finished it? Season four? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, don't say anything. Don't say it. I'm on episode four. Or right. uh, five. Five. All right. I'm Spoiler still alert, by the way. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't want to give anything away. I'm just saying. Uh, so I, when the first season came out, I was still in college, I watched most of the first season and then was like, oh, this is awesome. Never watched it again. Mm-hmm. Great shows. Like, it was sweet. And then now that it's been like everywhere, I was like, maybe I should watch this again. So me and Julia started re-watching it. And it is awesome. Dude, it's nuts. And we're on, so like, season one, amazing. Season two, pretty good. Season three, eh. Season four, back to awesome. And it is sweet. And it's like more horror-y. 
Yeah, it is now. Uh, and I'm still in a spot where I haven't figured stuff out. I'm still mm-hmm. super confused. Yeah. But it's so good. So you just told me you watched all the stuff in between, though, right? Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm on season four, episode five. Okay, good. Five. See, I was going to say, there's a lot of yeah, holes in things. <laughs> there's still a lot of holes. I'm still yeah, I know. Yeah. It explains a lot by the end, though. Okay, sweet. Yeah. And they're coming out with season five, and there's still two episodes that are releasing before I leave, which is going to be awesome. Yeah, that is going to be nice. Yeah. I see those, and then, yeah. Although they release, they release on the first day of Rob's Talk. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Maybe we should, uh, maybe we should all watch it. That would be fun. That would be, That'd be cool. Yeah. Unless you and Julia want to watch it together. It's completely My only thing is, like, I'm going to... So, before I leave, I'm going to spend a lot of time with my family. Oh, so yeah. So, on absolutely. the 3rd, I'm going to the Portsmouth Fireworks mm. with my family. Because mm-hmm. Portsmouth Fireworks are awesome. That was kind of... Telling where I'll be. <laughs> That's not, not really a good thing to do. But, um, yeah, going to the Portsmouth Fireworks. And I know I want to go to Rob Sock at least one day. Right, yeah. No, I, I definitely not completely be, understand not spending time with people before you leave. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And fun fact, my sister just had her baby today. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's nuts. Where yeah. are they now? They, they're still here. There's, yeah, they're still in okay. the hospital. Like, That's she cool. had it at noon today. Wow. Good for her. And they, they're they're not keeping it, like, hush-hush or anything, but they want to be the first yeah. ones to post about it or, like, tell people about it. Okay. So only our family knows. Okay. And this well, podcast. Well, don't worry. This isn't, this isn't <laughs> yeah. going up for a couple of days. So. Okay, sweet. <laughs> sweet. But, it, but yeah. um, yeah. I can't wait for Robstock. Dude, it's going to be fun. I cannot wait. But on a different note, uh, or the same note, yeah. going back to Stranger Things, mm-hmm. um, I love that show. But um, the, I don't know if you know this, but the original series was actually based on a real military project called the Montauk Project. Yeah. We don't have to go into (laughs) That sounds sketchy. Yeah. But if you look it up and read about it and everything, you'd be like, what the frick, dude? This is a (laughs) real project? That anyway, sense. yeah, it also has to do with like Philadelphia experiment and stuff. Yeah, but I um, about that one. Uh, real quick, so you know, season four, I think it's episode four, mm-hmm. where I don't want to give anything away, but there's the whole thing. Sorry, spoiler alert! He's in the, say something. I wouldn't say anything. The whole thing no, in the attic, and they're in the upside down kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's getting, and they yeah. play the music, that yeah. song that they play, like running up the hill. Running up the hill. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know the song? Yeah. They like start playing her song. Yeah, the song that she likes that brings her back to. Yeah, yeah. Reality. So they start yeah. playing that song. Yep. So I read this thing today where the the person who wrote that song, the I can't remember her name. I don't know her name either. Yeah, the person who wrote the song still has full rights and full. Like she still owns a song, right? And so everyone who looks up the song and downloads it, she's still getting money for. Mm -hmm. And so for a song that she wrote twenty, thirty years ago, she's getting a million dollars a week. 
because so many people are looking up this song. Really? <laughs> She's getting so much money now. Oh, like, geez. out of the blue. It was just like, yeah, it was a popular That's song back awesome. then. Dead. And then now it's just, like, more popular than it's ever been. Oh, and man. She's, Good for her. Yeah, the, the article said she was getting a million, million dollars a week. I don't know how accurate well, that is, but I mean, she's still making... I'm, like, I'm sure they're, that's just their way of saying she's getting the buttload. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's getting money yeah. now. That's awesome. Good, Good for her. her. Yeah. That's sweet. So. Yeah, I'm absolutely pumped for Rob's talk. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Well, it's uh, we're an hour and fifty-five minutes in. You want to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. That was great, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.